Hi and welcome back to another episode of the F1 Ramble. After a weekend away we are back racing and we are back to Baku. So we're going to be discussing Red Bull and their flexi limbo wing and find out why we're talking about drivers making their beds. This is Alex and Tiago. Welcome to the 14th episode of the F1 Ramble and being the uh, the 14th episode and Alonso being car number 14, Alex, I was hoping this would be a, a tribute episode to uh, to the one and only Spanish Samurai. Um, yeah, but I, 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 yeah I, I suspect we're going to have to talk about Baku and Flexing Wings instead. Yeah, and I don't think it's particularly fair to be honest because um, being a Hamilton fan, I've got to wait till episode 44. So that's a that's a long wait. Yeah, and ideally they'll be in the off season as well. He'd be retired by then. So, yeah. Now we're doing okay. We're doing okay. By, I reckon by the end of the year we'll be on around about episode forty four. So maybe we'll, we'll make it like a Christmas special. Okay. We'll we'll have to uh, we'll have to see. Um, but look, from from Baku to to Flexi Wings, I think those are the two the two main talking points for us this week. Where do you want to begin? Um, I think let's start with the the, the limbo wing because that's been been going on for a little while now, isn't it? Um, with, with Mercedes in particular up in arms over over Red Bull's wing, and there's other teams that have got it as well. I think I can't remember which ones they are. Yeah, I think pretty much everyone but McLaren and Mercedes have got some sort of flexing wing, or they're quite happy with it. With the the new test only coming in. Um, in France, McLaren and Mercedes are the two big ones that are like they're not happy and they want new tests to come in in Baku. Yeah, and it makes sense because Baku's got the longest pit straight on the calendar. Um, you've got literally like three straights, one after the other, that are pretty long. That yeah, Red Bull are going to have a major advantage in a straight line over over their rivals. Yeah, but but like to test, I think to to set the scene, I think the most most important things to, for us to, to take into account is that all the the wings on the F1 cars already pass the the FIA's testing, their load testing. Yeah. So all these all these wings that they have, every single wing that they bring, or every new piece of you know any new winglet that comes into the cars, the FIA tests them, and all yeah. of these bits have passed the test. Yeah, so I think I think what Mercedes are, are kind of saying is they they the the load they're putting on the wings isn't enough to do the test. They want they want more rigorous testing on on the wings, don't they? But um, yes, and that's what's gonna what they're hoping to to bring into um, you know in France. But for now, these guys, in my opinion, are well well within the law because you know they've passed the tests. You know, no one is no one is saying that they that they've um, you know, being sort of like coy about it or, or they're, they're cheating or anything along those lines. There's a test and they've passed that test. So from, from my end, they're completely okay. And then they're saying to, they're going to bring in the new testing in France. And again, I also think that makes sense because we know how, uh, how intricate these cars are. You can't just change the rear wings. You can't just, from one race to another, make them more sturdy or whatever it might be. Because it's just going to mess up like the whole flow of your car. I, I do think this should be afforded some time to, uh, you know, to make these changes. 
Yeah, I'm not too sure how how much it would affect the sort of flow on the car. It would probably it would definitely slow them down in a in a straight line. But it, again, when it's when it's corner and everything, it it, it acts as, as it should do. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know if you've seen the 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 video they were playing. I think it was the Monaco Grand Prix weekend, um, where they were showing you the, the difference in movement on the wing. It's quite drastic. It's not just a little yeah. bit. It's a it's it's a good inch or so. What on the um. With the VAR the, lines, yeah, with the VAR lines now on on the Red Bull. Now I, I did saw I did see it, and it look it definitely flexes. But another thing that I'll mention is every single wing in an F1 car already has some sort of flexibility and some sort of give. Yeah, well, it needs you know, if, it, if it, it, it didn't, they would it? just break. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So exactly, but that that's for me. It's it's fine in the sense that um, technically it's legal in that it's like you said it passes the tests. But it's it, it 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 comes down to sort of ethics. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of bend it's it's bend it's bending the rules and I don't I don't know. No, they're, not, they're not bending they're bending the wings. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean I can see I can see why Mercedes are so strong in contesting it, purely from the fact that they said they're not going to be developing this year's car. And they're only going to be doing sort of minor tweaks. So if all of a sudden it's like, yeah, though that wing's completely fine, everyone can have it if they want to. Mercedes is going to go, oh, great! Now we've got to do something to this year's car to try and keep up with Red Bull. And trust me, like it is a good thing that we're having this conversation because if Mercedes were running away with the championship, they wouldn't care. Like they, no. they, this wouldn't be a thing. But because they're so tight, like they're thinking, how can we like disrupt the other side? How can we focus their attention to something else? So you know, I'm I'm all I'm all for it. But it's funny because Christian Horner was like, well, have you seen your front wing? And have you seen the video of that of the Mercedes front wing? Yeah, and then to, to which Toto Wolf was like, yeah, it's the same as yours. <laughs> yeah, but like just, the front wings, the, he says your front wing does exactly the same what our front wing does. So it's so, like, but like you can so, test it. You're contesting yourself. But what's, so what Toto Wolf is saying, look, it's okay for your front wing to, to bend because ours does it too, but it's not okay for your rear wing to, to bend because ours doesn't. It's like, it sounds like it's a, it's a Toto Wolf problem here as opposed to like a Red Bull problem. I think what it is, it's, it's, I don't think that's what it is. When you look at the, the wing, it, it's not just like it bends a little bit. It completely moves. And the the rules are that like there shouldn't be any moving parts on the car, um, like moving aero parts. And so you can understand why they're arguing it because it's not like there's like a little flex. It's almost like the whole wing moves back. Yeah, but there's there's like important things to to note. Like it doesn't like move per se. Like it's not physically. Well, no, it is physically. Like I guess it moving, is moving. But, but what I'm saying, no, what I'm saying is that like. It's moving under stress, not because you know you're pressing a button for it to move. Except right, and the law also says, or we know they also have to move under stress somewhat because otherwise it would just break off. Yeah. So law of physics. Yeah. The the way I see it, Red Bull have like they've they've passed the test. First thing, their wing moves a little bit because we all expect it to, but now it's. Oh, you've passed the test, but now we want to make the test harder, and it moves a little bit like we we know it should move, but we think it moves a little bit too much. I think 
everything that is like uh, like a hard rule they've got like a green tick next to and then all these things that are coming up now they're all a bit like a bit softish rules they're not really a rule it's kind of like oh mm. you know you've, you've passed the test but we want to change the test like i don't know i i, I don't know I, I don't think i just think they've been they've been quite smart about it do you think it could be a little bit of tit for tat with last year with uh, mercedes das system and it was like well okay you can have it this year but after this year then you can't have it anymore do you think it's going to be a, a case of mercedes going well you complained about our das system and there was nothing wrong with it and so now we're going to complain about your wing and then the fya are going to turn around and go look just don't do it for next year keep the oh, wing but, it, but they're not going to do that because they've already said they're going to come in in france with a new test well yeah and okay. and and that's going to mean that the the wings you know the, the, there's going to be bigger load tests essentially which means that they're going to have to be stiffer which means that they're going to move less or you know just a little amount mm. but from from the way i see it like red bull had the rules they they've managed to to innovate around those rules it's everything that formula one is about yeah absolutely it's, it's, it's finding those loopholes finding new ways of, of of doing things i think from a mercedes standpoint though it could be especially now that they've sort of taken second place in the championship albeit by a few points or whatever and i know lewis hamilton can turn the championship round if he just finishes ahead of max verstappen with that that point difference but it's um an advantage for red bull this weekend in back absolutely and they could extend that lead and the way it's going between the two of them just sort of literally just changing trading places it it could mean that it gives Red Bull just that little bit of an of an edge that takes it to the final race or before. Who who, who knows? It, it could tip the tip the, the balance of the championship in Red Bull's favour just by delaying that test till France. Yeah, and but look, at the same time, if you um you know if you're going to bring that in, you know in, in Baku, you could argue that it's not given Red Bull enough time. They're they're going to be a little bit all over the place with you know with their calculations with how they're expecting this weekend to be and. And now they're on, on, on the back foot. Well, what's the so, break? What's the break between Baku and France? It's the following weekend. So why couldn't they have done it? At, so they, 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 they've then got a week to, to sort it out. Whereas if but, they'd said at Monaco, okay, we're going to put the testing in Baku, they've got two weeks. But, but what you're looking at, it's not two weeks. You're looking at the difference between like two weeks and three weeks. From the, announce, from the announcement saying it's at France, they've then got three weeks to get it ready. No, no, from, no from, exactly. As opposed to, if they said it was at Baku, they've only had like you know, a week and a half or two weeks, whatever it was. Um, you know, it, it, is, it is what it is. Like, obviously, McLaren and Mercedes, I, I love the fact that like, McLaren is so involved. It's kind of like, it's barely going to affect like, McLaren at all, really, because the biggest culprits are the, uh, are, are the Red Bulls, but but McLaren are trying to trying to get pretty involved. I think they want they're starting to to practice for next season when they're going to have to get involved <laughs> with the big boys. Um, yeah. But look, this is it's just it would be silly of Mercedes not to protest this. Oh, absolutely. You, but you've then got to. It's it would be silly of Red Bull if there was that loophole there, which they've seen and they could take advantage of it. It would be silly of them not to do it. So as far as I'm aware, both teams have acted in their best interest and well within the law. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and you, you know full well, had it been on the shoe on the other foot, Christian Horner would be 
complaining just as much if not more exactly and, and now they, they're complaining that the um you know that the new tests only coming in in france well the fia could have turned around and said do you know what actually we've got our tests we're satisfied with them and they've passed the and they've passed the tests with you know with flying colors so we're not going to change anything you know they've passed the test that's it so at the same time they've got to be happy that there is they are going to do something about it yeah um but but yeah this um this weekend because that straight is is so long it's, yeah it's it's a monster of a straight but then they've got so many tight so many tight corners there is a, a lot of the time there is there is that balance of do you run you know uh, a skinny rear wing or do you run you know uh, a slightly i guess fatter rear wing but the fact yeah if, I, if, I think but, e- i think either way it's going to flex but that's the thing though but if they have a flexy rear wing they could run a fatter rear wing because on the straight they can flex it mm. as if they were running a skinny rear wing and then they could have the benefits of both. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, yeah, it's going to be um, interesting to see. And we're here discussing, you know, is this going to give Red Bull an advantage before we actually tune in and, and Mercedes are just majestical? Who knows? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Um, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. I wonder if Leclerc's going to finish a street race. Did he finish Singapore in the Alfa Romeo? I can't remember. I should have researched that before we started recording. but. Um, yeah, Leclerc doesn't have a lot of luck on street circuits. He hasn't finished Monaco. Uh, well, he hasn't he crashed, started he, Monaco this year. Yeah, uh, he crashed in Baku in his in his Ferrari with the "I'm so stupid" moment. Yeah. Um, is that is that your team to watch then this this weekend? The Ferraris? Ferrari. I I think so. I I'm not too sure where they are with their straight line speed. I think they're going to be very fast in the middle sector because that's where their strength was. So the middle sector is very similar to Monaco. Yeah. Um, obviously, we know that they were pretty rapid around Monaco, so they're going to be very quick through the middle sector. Um, it all depends on their straight line speed, which, which I'm not too sure. I think it's improved from last, yeah. last year. Oh, of course. The last year's was so bad. Yeah. So I think Ferrari could be a threat again this weekend. Yeah. Like, Especially if they've got both cars in the race. Yeah. I don't want to go, like, I don't want to go into like, the whole thing. I don't want to like, turn this podcast into into conversation about the Ferrari's um, engine last year. But if you want to talk about something that was genuinely, like I guess, breaking the rules and, and made such a difference was the way that they, they used to run their engine until the FIA came in and was like, you can't do it. We're not going to tell any other teams what's happened. We're just going to say, we've, t- we've said to Ferrari that there's something that they're doing now that they can't do in the future. We're not going to penalise them. And, and like, it was just the shadiest like, little thing. Oh, it was thing so, so obvious something fishy was going on, wasn't it? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, it's like they've, they've lost like 20 kph on the straights. And it's like... Yeah. That, that ev- was... Every Ferrari-powered team was majorly affected by it. Kind yeah. of ruined Haas, really. Yeah, yeah. Like with, with the Haas, I think like Haas just cracked me up as well. Just as a team, like again, we're just going off topic. We're rambling, but like they they've got their their car is built by um essentially they copy first of all they copy the uh, the Ferrari and then it's like passed on to like Delara who who build the like who build the rest of the rest of the car. They've got the the Ferrari engine. Like in the UK, they've got like 
some some mechanics and that's it. And mm. it's like they've just offshored their whole team. Yeah. And it's like owned by an American company and sponsored by like some Russian billionaire. Did you see I saw this funny video going around on, on Instagram? Uh and it had Formula One teams showing up to the Monaco Grand Prix. And you had like Ferrari showing up with their big red lorry and McLaren and Mercedes and, and Aston Martin and then it had Haas and it was just a group of lads getting the rear wing out of the back of a transit van. It was just <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. But it just sums up Haas this year. They just don't care. And they're just shameless. They're like Look, we're not gonna like the season hasn't even started, and they're like, look, yeah, we're scrapping this season. We're not doing anything like, you know, tough luck. I can't imagine. I can't imagine Gene Haas being on board with that. Like you saw him on Drive to Survive, and the way he was talking to Gunter, and it's kind of like, yeah, we need to get money, or else I can't keep doing this. And it's like, okay, you've got the money in for this season, but you're not doing anything about it. I reckon they're like they're bantering everyone. They're like, oh, do you know what? We've even put Mazapan in the car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're trolling the Formula One community. Yeah. Uh, like it'll be Maz- um, Mazapan for the World Championship next season. Oh, mate! Can you imagine how 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 many things would have to go wrong for Mazapan to? I would stop watching Formula One. What would you do if they've if they put Mazapan in the uh, in the Mercedes? Like. The... They've just, they've just come in with so much money. Like, his dad just comes in with, like, the most ridiculous, like, offer to Total Wolf. And he's like, I want him up next, like, next to, next to Lewis. I don't think it would make it. I don't think, I don't think that's going to make that much difference anymore. I think, um, I think you'll start to see less of the paid drivers, um, pay, like, Drivers that are paying for their seat coming into the sport with the uh, the budget cap. Now that now that teams will be sort of brought closer together in in terms of what they're able to spend, I, th- I don't. I think they'll they'll be able to. They won't be as dependent on on drivers paying for their seat. Can't believe that Mazapan comment has turned into a serious conversation, but it is it is true. But not every team is going to be right at the top of the um of the budget cap anyway. No. No. So it could be that having a team like Haas, having like a paid driver takes them closer to that budget cap. Um, and if you're a team who, who has already sort of hit that budget cap, maybe Electric just comes in as pure profit. Maybe. Um, to, to, to that business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, um, yeah sorry, let, let, let's go back to, uh, to, to Baku. So you think for you, Ferrari is going to be the, uh, the team to watch? Um, and McLaren as well. Yeah, I I feel like we just talk about these two every 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 because week, but think, they are for me as well the I, same. And it's it's nice. I think it's nice that we're talking about McLaren and Ferrari rather than um, Red Red Bull and Mercedes. It's nice that we've got four teams that we can talk about that are that are scrapping it out. Yeah, I I hope what happened in Monaco happens more often this year. Yes, you've got the the Red Bull and the Mercedes who are going to be like the fastest at every track. But I'd love to, you know, if you've got a really high-speed track, for example, you've got the, the McLaren up there with them. Or if you've got a, a slow-speed track, you've got the Ferraris up there with them. I, I, I'd love to have one of these sort of Tier 2 teams, you know, fighting up there with the um, with, with Mercedes and Red Bull. Yeah, I think that's going to be a common theme. It makes it so much more exciting. Absolutely. 
especially as they're they're challenging like the number one drivers effectively of McLaren and Ferrari are challenging the number twos of Red Bull and Mercedes. Yeah, so well, Norris is ahead of Bottas, so yeah, I, I think that's absolutely fantastic. But... Do you um talk about Bottas? Do you see like the seventy-two hour pit stop? No. So you know, like when you um when you see a a pit stop in in the race, they've got like the time at the bottom, it's like two point one seconds or whatever it is. And someone edit it. They edit it to have like seventy-two hours by oh, the time no. that they've actually removed the uh the wheel. I ah oh, that's what I meant, wanted to bring out. Um, I read a report. Don't know how accurate it is, but it was from someone within the Formula One paddock. Said that the deal is practically signed for George Russell to be driving the Mercedes next season, and for Bottas to be going back to Williams. How about that for a kick in the nuts? Yeah, it's not even a right. Well, it is a bad move for for Bottas. Like, but he had such a good time at Williams beforehand. He, he is anyone going to have a good time in Williams at the moment? Yeah. Well, we'll see next season. Yeah, but um, it, might, it might not be the worst thing. Stays yeah, in, stays in, stays in F one. He stays goes in back F1. to a team that he knows somewhat. Yeah, but it's gonna be a bit of a wake up call. Fighting, mm, well, fighting Lewis Hamilton to fighting Latifi. Uh, do you know what? I reckon you'll see you'll see Bottas in if Bottas was in the Williams this year. You'd be looking at him and you'd be like, oh wow, that guy deserves a better drive. Probably, yeah. Like, and that, I think that's just what's what's going to happen. He just hasn't. Joe, what would I would find? Mercedes, he hasn't. You know, hasn't I'd, stepped up. I'd find this absolutely hilarious if Bottas did go back to Williams and Latifi outqualified him. Yeah. When, when he's not been able to outqualify George Russell. Latifi's such a lucky guy, man, because because Mazapan is there now, and I feel like last year everyone hated Stroll. Everyone just like. Latifi just gets an easy ride. He's just so average. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, he's, he's even quite a boring character. So boring. Um, but you can't... There's nothing to sort of dislike about Latifi, if you, if you get what I mean. It's, it's like, he's not... He doesn't do anything that makes you go, oh, I don't like that guy. Whereas Mazapan does. Lance Stroll... Oh, but he, I don't like Lance Stroll. He, he, he winds me up. But he's not a bad driver. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. If I was offered him in my team, I wouldn't go. Nope. Sorry. Did you, did you look? This is so off topic. Have you heard that story about um, once like Frank Williams had a a driver that was going to join Williams come round his for dinner, and yeah. he stayed round. So there was this driver who was going to join Williams. Right. So um, Claire Williams told this story. So um, and she hasn't divulged who the driver is. But essentially, the idea is that, again, Frank Williams invited this driver around, um, you know, to talk to him about the deal, talking about joining Williams and, and trying to, I guess, sweeten him or sweeten the deal, get him to, to join the team. Yeah. And the, the driver stayed around during the night and then the next morning had breakfast and left, whatever. And apparently Frank Williams's like, wife was like, oh, he's, he's made, he made his own bed. Don't sign him. Because like when he woke up in the morning, he made the bed, and he's like, "That's not an F1 driver," you know. That's not like I don't know if, if you get what they like what they're trying to say. Like he's not, he doesn't have that. that I guess that ruthlessness about them. Like I, I don't know. I know, I know what they mean. I don't know if I'm explaining I, it properly, but like 
the idea that this guy got up is like too much of a good two shoes. Yeah, but can you imagine someone like Nicky Lauda not making his bed? I know Latifi. Latifi would definitely make his bed. Okay, uh, Valtteri Bottas would make his bed. Valtteri Bottas would. Hunt wouldn't, for example. Hunt wouldn't. No, but Nicky Lauda would. And but you got to look at the drivers like back like back in that day. I think they were looking for someone who had a bit of like a bit of a character who. Mm. Yeah, I've I've just gone off a little tangent there. I know no, what I was trying I, to say. I know I, what I'm trying to say. I get what you're saying, but I think when you look at certain world champions that have existed, I can imagine like Michael Schumacher. I bet he would have made his bed. I don't know about Michael Schumacher. No. I, no. I, Fernando uh, Alonso definitely doesn't make his bed. He wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. And Lewis Hamilton doesn't either. Yeah, I think I think Lewis wouldn't either. I think Sebastian Vettel might. Sebastian Vettel would. Like, don't get me wrong. He's got the attributes that you'd associate with someone who wouldn't make the bed, but then he, he would make the bed. Yeah. Okay, Verstappen 100% is not making that bed. I don't, like, think, uh, Land- I don't think Lando Norris knows how to. Verstappen, Verstappen would throw the mattress out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, be Verstappen. Ricardo doesn't make the bed. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Russell does make the bed. I don't think he would. No, I think he would. The same way Vettel would. I think Russell's got the attributes of someone who wouldn't make the bed. But then I, I do think he would make the bed. Mm. This is the guy who made the PowerPoint presentation to sign for Williams. True. So. True. Yeah. I, to be honest, I don't think he needs to do a PowerPoint presentation to sign for Williams. I think that was going to be a done deal anyway, because he's got Mercedes in his pocket, isn't he? Yeah. Or he's in Mercedes' pocket. If you're listening to this and you you think there's a particular driver who you're passionate about the fact that he would or wouldn't make the bed, let us know on Instagram because I'll be I'll be quite quite keen to to hear other people's opinions about who is and who isn't going to make the bed. Maybe we can start it on Twitter. Which Formula yeah. One driver makes the bed? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, but Baku's going to be a good race. It always is. Yeah. yeah. Hence the meme. Well done, Baku. Yeah, I think um, Mercedes is going to be absolutely ruthless this this weekend. They're going to take no prisoners. They're going to be... Hamilton's going to have an absolute stonking weekend. Yeah, you know he'll be on fire because he, he'll be so pissed about last weekend. When, when, you, when you see Hamilton reeling like that, like sometimes he's not, he's not the best loser in the world, Hamilton. We all know that. As much as you love Lewis, I, I'm a massive Lewis Hamilton fan. As much as anyone loves him, he's a sore loser. He really is. But as he's progressed through his career, he has taken grace in some defeats when he's had a decent weekend still. So he's like, oh, I'm really, oh, yeah, I'm on the podium. I'm a third or I'm second or whatever. I've loved the win, but I had a really good race. I really enjoyed the race. And he, he takes that kind of approach. Last, last weekend in Monaco, he was reeling. And whenever you see him like that, the following race, he absolutely destroys everybody. It's just like it's just a new, a different driver, and yeah. I, I, I'm predicting Hamilton dominance on the weekend. It's, if the car allows him, if the car allows him, he'll he'll absolutely dominate. Yeah, because it'd be interesting to see where where the cars stack up against one another, but. Uh, from a personal level, I've yeah, no doubt he he'll be on it. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention as well, I am absolutely loving the 
aggression and determination that is with Max Verstappen at the moment. It's like in his mind he's going, I will do anything to win this world championship. His moves into the first corner of every race so far have been balls out. Like the, the two moves he's, he's, he's made on Hamilton to get past Hamilton into the first corner, the move he made on Bottas into the first corner at Monaco just completely squeezed him. I just love the aggression that is with Max Verstappen into the first corner. Yeah. So if you can hear what sounds like an F1 car in the background. Um, yeah, like, Total Wolves made a couple of comments about that. And I think Lewis as well, you know, about like, yeah, he's been, he's been aggressive, but eventually something might happen sort of thing. Yeah, it's bounty. Yeah, but like, it is a little bit as well, just, um, yeah, just sort of mind games. You know, honestly, these flexor wings also are, are mainly mind games. It's just got to the point where both of the teams have realised that this is going to be a fight to the very end of the championship. And it's just, it's just going to be, you know, mental warfare now from, from now to, to the end. Which is like, which is good. I'm all here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's why this season will probably go down potentially as, as one of the greatest. It, it will go down in the history books as, as a fantastic season because it's not just an on-track battle between Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, Mercedes and Red Bull. There's so much going on behind the scenes as well. And that's generally what's made a great season. You think of some of the... the, the the battles between Ayrton Senna and, and Prost um, and the, when, when he gets, gets disqualified for um, not, not, taking, not coming back onto the track and taking an exit route. That was the most retarded thing um, I've seen in my life. Yeah, but the, all, the, contra- all the, the, the controversy that goes on off the track helped to make that a fantastic battle. Um, I was thinking of when James Hunt got disqualified the race for McLaren because his car was slightly too wide. Just a fraction. Nicky Lauda or Ferrari complained about it and uh, he, he was disqualified from the race. All of that, of what, what helps to make a fantastic season, a, a season that goes down in the history books. I think we've got that this year. Yeah, was it 2012 or 2010 like, that they had seven different winners in the first seven races? I don't know. I can't it's, remember. It's either, either 2010 or 2012, and then in one of those seasons as well, like Vettel's gone on to uh, to beat Alonso by like two points or five points or something like that. I think was that, those... was, that his, was that his fourth championship. I don't know. I know like the only thing I know is like if Alonso had like 20 more points or something like that, he would be a, um, a five-time world champion. How mental is that? If he had what now? No, no, if he could go back and like let's say you, you gave him 20 race points. Yeah, and he could go back and like say, oh, I I take five this season, I'll take three this season, and I'll take twelve that season. Mm. He would be like he would be like five time world champion. Yeah, I don't, he would I, go back to Alonso. I don't like points like that. I think it's no, 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 no. Of course not. Like no, no again, What what I'm saying is like how how close those you're talking about this being a a, a potential sort of classic. What I'm saying is. It was either 2012 or 2010 where we Alonso had... and Vettel went right to the right yeah. to the end, and we had seven different race winners in the first seven races. Yeah, like, I think those championships, um, 
would be remembered more more fondly than this one because it's only Verstappen and and um and Hamilton. Yeah, but it's also it's not just the fact that it's it's Verstappen and Hamilton. It's the new guard versus the old guard and yeah. it's the end potentially of Mercedes domination for so long. Like Mercedes have have, have broken records with the consecutive titles that they've won. Um, and it could potentially be the end of an era. Um, it's giant slaying. Yeah. These are, this Mercedes is the most successful team ever in F1. When you compare like their, um, their races that they've participated in to, to the amount of wins that they've had mm. and the amount of one twos, etc. And it, look, it is good that it's a, a Red Bull versus a Mercedes and it's not two Mercedes drivers like we've had in, um, in the recent past. So, it's going to be, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a good season so far. Yeah. Um, but who do you think is going to win this weekend? Do you want to do, should we do our predictions? Yeah, go on then. Let's do the predictions. All right, one sec. Can you, um, do you want to write it down this week? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, Just because I've got, and this is breaking the 4-4 a little bit, I've got a lovely cereal milk candle holding off a holding a book and then i've got my phone against that book and then i've got my other notebook holding the phone so it doesn't slide so i can't really i can't really move can't really reach a book at the moment i'm going to go first then i'm okay. going hamilton you're starting I'm with pole right pole. yeah so i'm just writing right. this writing this down Right, yeah. Who are you going to go for, Paul? All right, so we've been talking about the flexi wings so much. It'd be ridiculous if I didn't go for Verstappen. Uh, so I'm going to go for Verstappen on pole. Hamilton. Um, Bottas. I think I think Paris doesn't finish the race for whatever reason. Um, and then I'm going to go Carlos and Leclerc. Um, yeah, do you know what? As soon as I've said that, I've like, I want to go back on it actually. Okay, you can, so, you've yeah. got time to change it. I'm going to go, sorry, the, the, the first three are going to stay there. So Verstappen, Hamilton, Bottas, but then I'm going to go Norris, Carlos. Oh, okay. I think Hamilton for the win, Verstappen second. Ricardo third, then uh, Bottas in fourth, and I'm gonna go with uh, Leclerc in fifth. Yeah. Do you know what? I don't think I don't think we've like hyped up enough like how how crazy uh, back it was gonna be because we're gonna sit here next weekend and it's gonna be like well. Hamilton Verstappen crashes into into turn one, then you know Grosjean comes back from the Indy 500 and crashes under the safety car. <laughs> like Stroll ends up getting a podium again. Like it's going to be mental. Like every time there's a race in in Baku, something crazy always happens. Yeah, I I do you remember I, that time that Vettel drove into into Hamilton on purpose because he was like pissed off. Yeah, that's Canada. Was that Canada? Yeah. Ah, oh, was it? 
Yeah, it's Canada. Yeah, he, he felt that Hamilton brake checked him. Oh no, it was Baku. Sorry. Yeah, he just. I'm he thinking just... of the, the the when he cut the corner and then he lost his <laughs> lost his position. And when when he got the uh, when he got the P the the P one sign yeah, and he put it yeah. in front of his car. Yeah, no, it was Baku. Yeah, because he thought Hamilton brake checked him, didn't he? Yeah, and then he just drove up next to him and just like swerved into him. It was yeah, like that was that was nuts. <laughs> Stupid. He does some things like that better, actually. I think he. He has this character, this yeah, this character being like this this calm and collected guy, but he's far from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't be as a Formula One driver. You've got to be wired. You've got yeah. to have like a a trigger. You've got to just like switch. Yeah. This is this is why I say like he would make his bed. <laughs> he would make he would. his bed until someone pushes his buttons and he's like, I'm not making my bed today. Yeah, let's. I tell you what. Let's wrap it up with like a crazy Baku prediction. So like, I'm thinking for, like for a race win. No, just just in general, I think. Like for example, I think if you said there will be no safety cars in Baku this year, I'd 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 imagine that to be like a crazy prediction. Okay, my crazy. You know I mean? or, my... or you could say like only ten cars are going to finish the race. Or my crazy prediction will be. Latifi finishes in the points. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Um, I th- I was thinking of Mazapan, but I thought, come on, let's be realistic a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's be realistic. Crazy, but realistic. Oh, imagine if the Red Bulls took each other out again. All right, I'm going to go similar to that. I'm going to say none of the Mercedes finish the race. When you say Mercedes, do you just mean Mercedes or like? No, no, of course, yeah, I mean Mercedes. McLaren. I don't mean I don't mean McLaren, Williams, Mercedes, and the Aston Martins. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna say none of them say that, like something's gonna happen. Like Hamilton, Bottas don't finish. Yeah. Also, mate, I'm telling you, I've uh, I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. I'm adamant. First of all, not only am I adamant that that Bottas listens to the F1 Ramble. Because this is where he gets his um, his sort of motivation from. He's also apparently come out and said that he keeps like on his desktop a um, he keeps like a, a message, like a negative message left by like a a so-called fan. So it motivates him. That's not doing a very good job. No. So this is that is perfect, which I'm about to say, Alex. What? A negative message would you say to Valtteri Bottas so that he puts on his on his desktop to motivate him? Um, what negative message could I say to Bottas? So pretty, pretty much everything you say about Bottas is is negative on the whole. So what what message do you oh. want him to have on his on his, um, oh, on his desktop? Oh, go on, say it. No, it's too brutal. Um, come on, come on, say it. It's not going to be that brutal, surely. To be it, fair, to be fair, most people have switched off by now. It's 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 probably no, only me and I, you I, who's I, ever going to listen to this. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I can't think of anything to, to that I would comfortably say to put on his on his desktop. Maybe his wife left him because he couldn't beat Lewis. Maybe he wasn't as big as Lewis. <laughs> but that. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> 
<laughs> she's leaving yeah. because he'll never be as big as Lewis. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, thank you for listening to uh to the episode episode fourteen of um of the Ramble. Um I'll I'll probably make an episode fourteen point five where I speak about Alonso for half an hour, but I won't put you through that this week. Again, follow us on all our socials at F1 Ramble, and we'll see you next weekend, or well, this time next week after a uh, after a fantastic weekend in Baku, hopefully. Oh, 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 oh,